Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Nun Report. And oh my, oh my, of course, the commies are after it again. The, the Marxists, the extreme radical commie Democrats are trying to do the only thing they can do to try to salvage their control and their power and their authority that they have over us right now, and that is to eliminate their primary opponent in the 2024 election. It's not even a matter of are they if you know if they are doing this or do you think they're doing this? No, they are doing it. Their main purpose of going after Donald Trump right now, as it always has been, is to stop him from running again in 2024. It's not about you know, protecting the democracy, any of that BS that they throw at you. It's amazing the number of people, though, the followers they have that believe that. It's just incredible when you when you listen to their arguments and the way they just basically, they just spit out the same, regurgitate the same stuff they got from mainstream media, the same stuff they're spoon-fed 24-7 every single time they turn into CNN or MSNBC or ABC or CBS or NBC. Every single one of them, they can go, they're the same three-letter agencies as CSI, NSA, and FBI, right? So they're going after Trump. They're going to now, it looks like, which we all knew. I mean, and the Georgia indictment, I'm sure, is coming as well. The idea, of course, is to, to pile as much on as possible, throw as much mud at the wall as possible, and see what sticks. And they don't need all of it to stick. They only need some of it to stick or so they think. But I wouldn't be surprised. They're going to put, they're going to do an indictment for January 6th. They might charge uh, Trump with seditious conspiracy, in which case, if he's found guilty of it, they could use the 14th Amendment to prevent him from running again ever for office in the United States, which, of course, is their end game. They could also have him reprimanded or put in custody until trial. So if a grand jury indicts him for January 6th or insurrection, you know, seditious conspiracy, they could have him reprimanded, possibly house arrest or something like that until trial, which would prevent him from campaigning. And that's their goal. Always has been. So, you know, there was no insurrection, obviously. This was a riot. That, that, oh, they're going to arrest Ray Epps and they call that a protester or a riot. But when it's, the J6 people, it, they're insurrectionists. Or when it's Donald Trump, he's an insurrectionist. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to look at the climate hoax and also the racist, anti-Jewish people there are in Congress on the Democrat side, which always has been. Jay LaPaula brought her up yesterday. AOC jumped on the train. So did Cori Bush. They're not going to go to the uh, address of Congress by the Israeli president. And it's... It's just such a slap in the face. It's such a, our only real ally in the Middle East right now is Israel. This country has spent generations trying to mold and shape and form, control, if you will, the Middle East. And we've pissed off everybody now. We've pissed off the Saudis. We've pissed off, well, Iran, but Trump was going to get them in control. Jordan is neutral, but they're getting worse. Qatar, they don't like us much anymore. We're pissing off Israel now. We're trying to get rid of all of our allies that we had in the Middle East. And you know where they're going to go? They're going to go to Russia or China. That's what they do. That is what they do. 
We're going to talk about the climate hoax a little bit, and then we may get into um, the fact that uh, the cocaine, I don't know if it's a fact. Actually, let's call it hearsay because I hear it said that Dan Bongino got it from a reliable source that the cocaine in the White House was not there by accident. It was, in fact, dropped off by a courier. It was basically a dead drop, except instead of with secrets, national secrets, it was with cocaine. You can't exactly have your coke dealer going to the White House now, can you? So, and if you start to put the timeline together, let's see. The Biden family was in the White House on Friday, and they were going up to Camp David to do a powwow, a legal powwow with Hunter and Joe and, and figure out what the hell they were going to do with the upcoming uh, stuff that was, that, was, that was going on. And I could picture Hunter being the addict that he is. Man, I need some Coke for this weekend. I need some Coke for this weekend. What if, what if, and this is all, this is all conjecture on my part, Okay. So let me pre-qualify it with that. But what if, because Dan Bongino says, you know, it was found in a cubby. What if somebody came in with a, with a escort into the West wing and they dropped off something in the cubby because you could put cell phones in there or whatever. Instead, they dropped off a baggie of cocaine. What if it was on Friday and Hunter just got tied up with his family and left before he could go pick it up. He lost his party bag for the weekend. And who would do that? Maybe Hunter Biden's attorney that has loaned him over $2 million? Hmm. Who knows? He would have access anyway to the White House. All we know is that cocaine was in the White House and nobody found it. Or Excuse me. Nobody found whose it was. Of course, they found the cocaine. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. But let's jump into it. Of course, Trump released this. On Sunday, Donald Trump was given a, a notice that he was a target for criminal investigation in the January 6th incident. And uh, while he was with family and friends, he just arrived from Turning Point event in Florida, where he won the straw poll, by the way, with 85.7%. All the polls showed him leading. Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter. Again, it was Sunday night. Weird time to send a letter, right? Stating that I'm a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which is almost always means an arrest and an indictment. So they have uh, their number one political opponent is now getting brought before a grand jury in Washington, D.C., like you're going to get a fair trial in Washington, D.C., right? the cesspool of cesspools. And he has to go there and testify, or he could choose not to as well. But the very fact that he was he was called to do that, as Trump said, is an indication that his indictment and arrest is likely. You know, people, I don't... I, this is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. This is something that has never been done. Something's never even been close to being approached. And that is a political party that's in power going after their number one opponent in the opposing party to the point of arresting him. And it's not just him. You think it's, they're going to stop at Trump? 
Oh, no, no, no. They're going to go after other people, perhaps people in Congress that supported him because in order for it to be conspiracy, conspiracy takes more than one. And they're going to have to indict others as well. And if you think they're going to stop there, I got you. I got a bridge I can sell you. I'm going to show you that here in a little bit. Um, here's what Kevin McCarthy had to say when this news came down. Check it out. If you notice recently, President Trump went up in the polls and was uh, actually surpassing President Biden for re-election. So what do they do now? Weaponize government to go after their number one opponent. It's time and time again. I think the American public is tired of this. They want to have see equal justice and the idea that they utilize this to go after those who politically disagree with them is wrong. It's obvious, right? Isn't it obvious that it's a matter of a matter of political disagreement that the reason they're going after Trump is not because he did anything wrong that has not ever been done before. There's lots of lines that are skirted by everybody in politics, period. Okay, that's not an admission of anything. It just is. But you don't go after your political opponents in a legal sense like this. They've weaponized the Department of Justice. They've weaponized everybody to go after Donald J. Trump. They try to say that he incited an insurrection, that he could be guilty of, of seditious conspiracy. Oh, really? What happened on January 6th anyway? Does anybody remember this speech? Let's check this out. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this... We're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. Right after I hijack the beast. Down, anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never... Take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections. Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And then we know what happened beyond that. It's been documented beyond, I wish it was documented more. I thought Tucker Carlson was going to bring more of that out. And of course, as soon as he started to bring some of that out, he was fired. Ron DeSantis is, is he was apparently... You know, I could just see it. The deep state, man. We've got to get rid of Trump. He's not a team player. We need to figure out how to get rid of him. Who can we Who can we control and who can we mold? Who can we shape? And I've been telling you, I've been telling you for months that Ron DeSantis is compromised. Why? Because he's young. He's, he's not independently wealthy. He has a young family that can be leveraged against him for him to do other people's political will. And that's what's happening. He's already come out and said that he would work across the aisle. There's going to be no more prosecutions, no more investigations when I'm president. Oh, really? Because they're not going to stop. You think they're going to stop just because you do? Ron DeSantis is not a smart man. I'm starting to think he got a little punch drunk from some of the explosions he heard when he was in the military. I don't know. I don't know. But 
his campaign is in shambles. He's spending money like it's going out of style, although he claims to be a successful business person. And then he comes out and says things that just make him look even worse. And this was one. Regarding what happened on January 6th and Trump, Trump's uh, call to the Jan grand jury by, by Marxist Jack Smith, which could lead to, you know, a very likely indictment and arrest. Here's what Ron DeSantis had to say, to Sanctus, if you will. between being brought up on criminal charges and, and doing things. Like, for example, um, I think it was shown how he was in the White House and didn't do anything while, while things were going on. Uh, he should have come out more forcefully. Of course. His numbers are going to tank. He was in the White House and didn't do anything. And I, you know, the, 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 the. who the hell are you, DeSanctus? What do you even know? You know, apparently you're not paying attention. He's just, you know, he's just listening to the people who bought and paid for his campaign who said, hey, just come on in. Trump's going to jail. We're going to drive him out of the race and you will be president. Come with us, follow us, and we're going to lead the way. We're going to lead you to the promised land. That's what happened. Do I have any proof of that? No. But I think it's rather obvious what's happened. And I'm, this is an opinion show. It's my show. I can give my opinion. And that's what I choose to opine on, as some people say. It's a popular word nowadays. Oh, let me opine. Jesus. Knock it off, man. You won't catch me saying that on a serious basis, only in jest. I'll give you my opinion, man. My opinion is, is that DeSantis has bought and paid for that he was approached by the deep state to unseed Trump under the promise that Trump will be indicted. Don't worry, he's not going to be able to run. You will be the heir apparent and you will be the next president of the United States. I don't know what they got on him. But it seems like they got something. But when he sits there and says that Trump sat in the White House and did nothing, he seems to have forgotten about a few things. At 11.38 a.m., January 6, 2021, Donald J. Trump tweeted, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. This was about an hour after they marched toward the Capitol. They hadn't even breached the Capitol at this point. They had not even breached the Capitol at this point or been let into the Capitol, depending on how you look at it, because there were a lot of Capitol police officers that were letting people in. So he tweeted that. Now, Trump's main form of communication with America and with his base was what? Twitter. It's not like he'd get on TV and make some sort of grand announcement because everybody is out on the Capitol grounds. They're out there in the fields <laughs> on the, they're, they're on the go, man. They're not at home. They're not watching television, okay? But they do have their t cell phone with them. So tweeting makes sense to try to reach out to these people to try to get them, hey, man, you guys need to calm the hell down, which is exactly what he did with this tweet. He followed it up. That was 11.38 a.m. At 12.13 p.m., less than about 45 minutes later, he said, I'm asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. 
So first he, when he was giving his address, he says, go peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. And then he says, treat our men in blue well. And now he says, be peaceful. Remain peaceful. No violence. So how Ron DeSantis' campaign got to him and said, yeah, just go out there and say that Trump went to the White House and did nothing. It's bullshit. It's complete and utter bullshit. And then there's a tweet that's been deleted. It was deleted in such a way that it's gone from Twitter. Donald Trump put out a video. This was after these first two tweets. And um, Twitter saw fit to get rid of it completely to the point where even Elon Musk cannot recover it. This was the video. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. So what part about any of those screams Donald Trump was inciting an insurrection? That somehow he somehow he's guilty of seditious conspiracy. That somehow... Yeah. Well, we've seen what they've done to the people on January 6th who um, who were protesting or rioting. Look, yes, there were some people that went across the line. There were some people who broke the law. There were some people who committed uh, assault, who committed vandalism who committed trespassing? Was it an insurrection? Are you kidding me? No. I think anybody in their right mind that could take their ideological blinders off would say, no, of course it was an insurrection. And not long after he made that video, QAnon man, this was before they even went to the Capitol. Before it was even breached, check it out. Donald Trump asked everybody to go home. So there it is, right there. And if they, whether they listen to him or not, look, he's not in control of what they did. After that, he asked people to go home and then they didn't go home, some of them.
that means that he should be convicted of some you know crazy crimes. And look, they're not just going after us. Lansing, Michigan, not just going. Excuse me, after Trump, Lansing, Michigan, they're they're they've got sixteen people they're going to charge, or they have charged with trying to overturn the election there because they were trying to reslate the electors. And there's a list of the people. Most of them, as you can see, the youngest one there is 55 years old. The majority of them are over 60, approaching 70. And then there's many in their 70s and one who's 82. What are they going to be charged with? This is what they're going to be charged with. One count of conspiracy to commit forgery, a 14-year felony. Two counts of forgery, a 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit utter, uttering and publishing, a 14-year felony. One count of uttering and publishing, a 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit election law forgery, a five-year felony. Two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. Ladies and gentlemen, they are trying to squash and silence every single person that had anything to do, anybody who questioned the election at all. It's... It's not illegal to question an election. It's not illegal to call into legitimacy an election. Hillary Clinton did it when Trump was elected. And she's still doing it. She still doesn't believe the 2016 election was legit. She's still saying Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> Old bag lady, right? So my point with all of this is, is they're not coming after Donald Trump. And I said this yesterday on yesterday's show. Of course, if it was yesterday, it would be yesterday's show. Eh, whatever, man. Sometimes I misspeak. Sometimes I make mistakes. It's because I'm human. I'm the one man, Dan, the little producer here. I'm going right at you, right from my microphone, straight to you. Nobody in between us. Well, you know, except maybe Zuckerberg or, Elon Musk. But don't worry, I'm on Rumble too, so you can catch me there. Anyway, by the way, uh, rumble.com slash the nun report, you can catch me right there all the time, all the videos, full videos every single day almost, except for the days that I decide to not do it and I throw up one from the past. But I thought that we should bring all that up. I, I wanted to, I know a lot of it is, is rehashing past information, but man, if we don't rehash the past, we forget it, Right. Because the mainstream media and the and the commie extreme commie Democrats are constantly trying to rewrite history, and they repeat it so dang often that maybe you, maybe even me, we might even start to, you know, subliminally receive some of that information as truth, even if we don't know it. It kind of softens the blow of everything. No, no, no. I am here to remind you. I am here to remind you of what actually happened on January sixth. And what the extreme commie Democrats are trying to do to their number one political opponent that has a very good chance, according to every single poll, of taking out not just all the Republican challengers, but Joe Biden himself. If anybody actually believes Joe Biden's going to run for president, I personally don't, but that's another show altogether. Right? I'm going to leave you with this on this segment, and then we're going to move on to a few other things that I thought were kind of funny that caught my attention. Trump put this out after this weekend. It's a great spot. 
Check it out. From the earliest days of our republic, every generation has been called to defend America. Every day you defend our values, and you never yield, and you never will yield to the radical left. Today, the greatest threat is the sick, sinister, and evil forces trying to destroy our nation from within. But as I stand here tonight, I know that the young conservative warriors, and you are warriors of Turning Point, you are the ones who are going to take back America. You are the ones who are going to make America great again. Understand that with the Department of Justice and the FBI and very likely proponents of the uh, of the intelligence community weaponized against not just Donald Trump, but supporters of Trump. The next 18 months could be dangerous. The next 18 months could be very defining in American history, not just defining on the direction that America goes in the future, but defining for those that partake in the political system because it's not out of the question that it could go down the line very far from Trump to Congress to electors in individual states to supporters and mouthpieces of those electors. It could go all, it could go to talk show hosts and podcasters. Anybody who supports their political enemy is in danger over the next 18 months. And the closer it gets to the election, if things don't change, if the tide doesn't turn, the heat's going to get turned up. And we're the frogs. So get out of the pot right now. Be a part of the solution. Don't just sit there. Don't hang on the sidelines. Don't just sit in the pot and be boiled until it's too late. Get involved. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this every single day until the election. And I've been saying it every show. And that is get involved, whether it's locally, whether it's nationally, whether it's giving money, whatever it is. Everybody has a place to be. Everybody has a gift to give. Everybody has a talent. Whether it's behind a microphone, whether it's going to your school board meetings and participating in that. By the way, you don't need to be a parent to go there. You don't need to have kids in the school district. If you're paying taxes in that school district, you're entitled to be at that meeting and also to take the microphone if you sign up for it and give your opinion. County council, city council, state government, support your candidates, put out yard signs, go door knocking, make phone calls, send emails, send money. Political campaigns don't run on solar and wind. Okay? They need your $5. They need your $50. They need your $50,000. It doesn't matter, man. This is so important that you've got to participate in the way that you can, the way that your means allow you to. Share your talents. Share yourself, man. Be a part of America. Be a part of the system. Be a part, and I'm not saying the system as they've perverted it, the system as America is supposed to be. Because if you don't, man, you're just sitting on the sidelines, just like those who sit on the sidelines while children are being sex trafficked around the world and say and do absolutely nothing and even actually defend 
defend those or deflect from the reality of it. Anyway, moving on. Biden once again made an appearance. <laughs> and, and this is what happens when you run out of cocaine at the White House. Check this out. And we brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level. And they, uh, and, uh, at the, uh, and Akwa and the Polish Shram. And uh, as I uh, affirmed a prime He's meeting with the Israeli president. And he's sitting there with his head down. Looks like he's about to fall asleep, mumbling. Maybe it was his cocaine, man. Maybe he needs that to function. Maybe that's part of his Alzheimer's treatment, part of his dementia treatment. Maybe it plugs the holes in his Swiss cheese he has for brains. Could be. I mean, who knows, right? And then moving on, you have, you have these people who also, I think, I don't know if they're Swiss cheese for brains or if they've been smoking all the weed in the White House or what's going on. But I, I brought this up yesterday. So Jay LaPaul called the state of Israel racist. I, I, I'll just leave. Maybe I should just walk off. Guys, can I say something? Can I say something as somebody that's been in the streets and, and has in the streets. participated in a lot of demonstrations? I think I want you to know that we have been fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state, that the Palestinians... That Israel is a racist state. She's been in the streets. I've been in the streets. I've fought against people. Man, you ain't done shit. You're a political activist. This is what happens when you have political activists and community uh, leaders like Barack Obama. It all, you know, this This is when it accelerated. This is when it went from, from freaking 1.0 to uh, 10.2 in, in eight years. Political activism and community leaders, you know, or whatever, like Obama and Jay LaPaul and AOC. Oh, wait, AOC was a bartender. Never mind. But, I mean, well, she's kind of a community activist. If you're a bartender, if you're serving your community in a way, right? I consider my bartenders community activists and they're serving me. But this is what happens when you don't let qualified serious people into national office, into any office, but in particular, into national office. It's, it's, speaking of my favorite bartender and yours, here she is. She's, keep in mind that she calls the state of Israel racist right before the president of Israel is coming to the United States to speak to Congress and meet with the president. AOC, There's currently a crisis of democracy and apartheid. Um, and I a think crisis this is of democracy. That there's been a consensus among human rights organizations. There's been a crisis of democracy and apartheid. And I'm not going to go to the Congress and listen to the Israeli president. Because I'm a little bitch bartender from the Northeast that doesn't know jack shit. Good grief. Ugh. She, she, I shouldn't let her get to me as much as she does, but she does. I, I just, it, she, she infuriates me just a little bit in case you couldn't tell. 
Your favorite press secretary of mine. We're, we're going on to the uh, segment. Oh, we already passed the weird segment. That was the uh, Joe Biden falling asleep talking to the Israeli president where uh, they ran out of cocaine at the White House. But this is kind of funny, too. I mean, it always is, right? And that is, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, your favorite press secretary in mine. Here she comes. Man, she's got... <sighs> Kareen in the red dress, red dress on. Kareen in the red dress on. All right. I'm not a singer, but that's my rendition of, that's my parody of that song. Kareen, talk to us, baby. I think uh, four members of the House who are going to boycott um, President Herzog's address tomorrow, and one of them, uh, President Tory Bush, said that the Israeli government is enforcing an apartheid state and uh, that it shows no respect for human rights. So by your definition, is what Representative Bush said um, anti-Semitic? Look, what I can say is that the president has a long-standing relationship with Israel. Uh, He is committed uh, to their security, uh, committed to um, continuing that relationship, hence why he is meeting uh, with the president of Israel. And so that is what's important. I cannot speak to uh, other uh, other congressional members uh, in the House. That is for them to speak to why uh, they choose to uh, boycott. Uh, 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 she's she's the press secretary of the United States. And she says uh, more than I do, and I say uh, a lot. And 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 uh, <laughs> I think she wins. You tell me. Count the ands and the us in my show, and then count. An hour long, by the way, and then count hers in a 20-minute briefing. She continues. The president have to address Congresswoman Jayapal's comment uh, that Israel is a racist state. What that do you mean? Had to address. What do you mean? At all in the conversation about? with President Herzog. I mean, they're currently having a conversation right now in the bylaw. To, to address it, did it come up in his call with Netanyahu yesterday? I mean, the president has been very clear, right? And I kind of stated this at the at the beginning. The United States and Israel's relationship is a special one. There's a special bond. There's a commitment. Uh, and it is a commitment to Israel's right to exist, Israel's security, and, and its legi- legitimacy. I mean, that's one of the reasons that the president spoke to uh, uh, Prime Minister yesterday and ha- is having this important meeting with the Israel. If they believe that, they would discount... Jayla Paul's and AOC's comments, as well as Corey Bush. Right? Another clip from Karine Jean-Pierre. I just want to give you little little tidbits here of what happened, just in case you didn't watch the whole press conference. I don't watch the whole thing every day, I will admit. But when I do, I grab little tidbits or I find clips that are already pre-made on Facebook, but I do go ahead. If I'm going to use them, I'm going to watch it and kind of see where they are in context to make sure they weren't taken out of context, just so you know. All right. Here's what uh, the black uh, peppermint patty had to say. Check this out. Is the president concerned about the impartiality of the IRS in terms of their work and their investigations that they do then? I'm just not going to speak to to speak to the hearing that's happening tomorrow. No comment from I'm just, I'm just not going to talk about that. I just don't know. I'm just going to have to refer you to the White House Counsel. I'm just going to have to cite, you know, that that we can't talk about that. And I'm just not going to address that from this podium. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's your job. It's your job. It's your job. Okay. 
I'm going to, this is the last clip from her. I, I promise this is it for today. Not forever, but for today. And uh, we're doing everything that we can to tackle the root causes of climate change. This is why the Inflation Reduction Act is so important. <laughs> mm. The root cause, this is why we're addressing the root cause of the climate change. That is why the Inflation Reduction Act is so important. They could have called it the Green New Deal Light Reduction Act or, you know, maybe the uh, Climate Inflation Act. That would be more accurate. Or, but no, we're going <laughs> to... They passed a Green New Deal Light and they pulled the wool over uh, even Manchin's eyes and made him promises that they didn't follow up on. But that, that's such an idiotic statement. I mean, is that not an oxymoron? This is why we're addressing climate change is because of the Inflation Reduction Act. Good grief, man. These are not serious people, I'm telling you. And Elon Omar said, and she's the expert on climate, of course. The earth just broke records for the hottest day in 120,000 years. 120,000 years. In fact, we broke it on three separate days. National Climate Emergency Now. That sounds like a, doesn't that sound like a community activist kind of statement? National Climate Emergency Now. National Climate Emergency Now. Yes. What do we want? Emergency Now. How do we get there? National Climate. Okay. I'm done. I'm done effing around. Seriously, imagine believing this. Of course she doesn't believe this, man. She had hotter days in the country she came from in her lifetime. But the, the fact that she sits there and tries to say that 120, I didn't know that we were keeping track of temperatures for 120,000 years. But of course you have scientists that claim to know what was going on 10 billion years ago. I don't know. I don't know if this was a misspeak or if she actually believes this or if it was based off some of erroneous model that claimed to know what temperatures were 120,000 years ago. But it doesn't really matter because she said it. This is how stupid they are. This is how ignorant they are. This is how corrupt they are. They just throw this stuff out. It doesn't matter what you think or what I think or what anybody else thinks. They're going to tell you how to think. And if you don't like it, you might get arrested for your thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna cut this short today. I've got some things to do. I'm still building some steps for my dog's pool. I'm gonna leave you with uh, with one more thing, which is actually a repeat of something I said yesterday, something I said earlier in the show, and something I will say again. And that is, this is not the time to be on the sidelines, okay? The 2024 election, and this is, this is not hyperbole, as Joe Biden might say, but it's not. It's not. This is not the time to sit on the sidelines. This is the time to get involved. And you don't need to be, you don't need to get in front of a microphone and a camera like I am. This is how I've chosen to get involved. I also emcee some events. I'm a musician. I also play some political events as a musician in, diff in, in different bands. 
I'm using the talents that I have to hopefully advance the cause and support freedom and the Constitution and to put America first. So I, I contend, and, and I will repeat it over again, that everybody has a talent. Everybody has an ability or resources or all the above. But this is a call to action. Anybody who's listening to this right now, today, this moment, this second, this is a call to action to get involved in some way, whether it's physically, whether it's going to school board meetings, city council meetings, county meetings, state meetings, protests, signing initiatives, going door to door knocking, putting a yard sign up, just call, what candidates do you support? Go ahead and reach out to their website, order a yard sign. It's probably about 20 bucks. They'll send it out to you. Stick it in your yard. That $20 goes towards supporting their campaign or just send money. If you're not into public speaking, if you don't want a yard sign out, if you're just kind of an introvert that way, that's okay. That's okay. Send five bucks to the candidate of your choice, but be involved. This is not a time to sit on the sidelines. I said it earlier in the show. Don't be the frog. Because what's going on with the weaponization of the Justice Department of the United States is the boiling water. The Democrat Party, the communists, the Marxists, they would have this country turned into something you would not even recognize, that your parents for sure would not recognize, is the boiling water. Don't be the frog. Get out of the water right freaking now. Get involved, plug yourself in, send emails, write letters, make phone calls, go to school board meetings, go to city council meetings, go to county council meetings, or send your money because it's all needed. As I've said before, campaigns are not run on solar and wind, even Democrat campaigns. <laughs> anyway, hey. This has been the Nun Report. And if you've just been listening on renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels, make sure to tune in to rumble.com slash the Nun Report. You can catch all the video I put up and all my other videos, man. There's there's almost 300 of them now. Can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS and Twitter because the got taken away. So now I'm just at Nun Report or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. Good grief. Why do I even say anything I just said? Just go to thenunreport.com. One stop, one shop. You can click into everything from there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>